0: As always, it's my hope that you are doing well today. If you're not, I pray that you experience in the difficulty the presence of the Lord, His comfort, His compassion, His empathy, His care. Before I go into what I want to chat about today, I want to once again remind you that the Healing Care Ministries website provides a lot of resources that can help people on their journey. Um, A number of them are free resources, things like Love Freely Given, six 45-minute talks that I've done on the basics of the Christian life. And I want to make sure that you're aware of that. Also, if you go there, you will notice that this year in May and June, we'll be offering the Basic Formational Prayer Seminar, uh, once out in Colorado once in um, Columbus at Heritage Church. And so if you're interested, there is an early bird registration, give you a, a bit of a financial break, but you can go on the website, you can find out what it's all about, and hopefully you'll find an interest. It's a seminar that positions you and teaches you how to position others to experience Jesus and His healing presence in the unhealed emotional wounds of the past. So I hope you go to the website, you look at it, see what's going on. And since I'm kind of just sharing generally, I hope you still enjoy Sling Stones. Boy, we have, I think, well over 350 podcasts that are available now to people. If you do enjoy it, why not share it with a friend? Let them know it's out there and other folks may be able to benefit from time, these little 15 minute presentations. That have something to do with the glory of Christ and his tender love for all of us. So, with that said, let me pray. Father, it is my prayer that today, in this time that we have together, we would meet you. May we experience your presence. May the Holy Spirit come and warm our soul, ignite our spirit in this day of need. Thank you, Lord for your goodness and your grace, all that you are and all that you're doing. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I wanna talk to you for just a minute about Amy Carmichael. Amy Carmichael spent her life in India as a single woman rescuing little girls from temple prostitution. If you read her story and you've seen any of her pictures, she was a stunning woman, bright, deeply devoted to Jesus Christ. And she was Irish and left her homeland to go and give her life there. I believe the name of her biography by Elizabeth Elliot is A Chance to Die. She actually died in 1951. She was born in the 19th century and she spent over 55 years there in India doing the ministry that she believed God called her to. And another factor that was complex was that for the last 20 years of her life, she was pretty much in bed all the time an invalid because she fell into a pit and she was never able to function the same way. And what you have to recognize that there were a lot of people that wondered, uh, why would you do this? I mean, a beautiful woman, live a single life, go through all of this pain. And I think for Amy Carmichael, she couldn't understand the question because her dedication was so deep to Jesus Christ. She ended up writing a very famous poem, and I want to read it to you here today. I I may have done that somewhere in the distant past, but I want to read it again here. Hast thou no scar? No hidden scar on foot or side or hand. I hear they sung as mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy Bright ascended star, hast thou no scar, hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded by thee, archer spent, leaned me against a tree to die, and rent by ravening beasts that compassed me. I swooned, hast thou no wound, no wound, no scar? Yet as the master shall the servant be, and pierced will be the feet that followed me but thine are whole? Can he have followed far, who has no wound, no scar? A number of years ago, I read a book by Henry Noun that has become my favorite Noun book, and it's called A Living Reminder. And one of the things that he says in this book is that we as servants of Jesus Christ are to be a living reminder of Jesus. And I think it's important for us to recognize that whether we like it or not, the life we will live following Jesus will be cruciform. It'll be a life that involves a certain degree of sacrifice a certain degree of difficulty that then becomes a sacrament to other people in order that they can meet the Lord and they can be served. I think it's important for us to be reminded that we serve a Savior who was wounded and that those wounds have become very precious to us and that it's actually the healing and redemptive work of God that flows through those wounds to us. He is, as Henry Nouwen said in another one of his books, a wounded healer. I think that means pretty clearly that for all of us, if we're going to follow Jesus, there is a degree to which we too will become wounded healers. And these wounds are not only the wounds that we receive because we're following Christ, but it's the wounds that have been redeemed by the power of Christ. The wounds that have been healed. Even the places inside of us that we might experience a certain, certain degree of shame, the Lord has worked this great exchange And as he comes and he touches us in these places of wounding and he eliminates the shame, he then is able to flow through that to others. I had an opportunity to minister recently to a group of people in Indiana. And uh, on the very first night... I was simply reading statements from the book of Ephesians that are true of them and asking them to receive one of them into their own heart as a special word from God. And the very first word I shared was the word chosen. And there was a young mother sitting to my right up front who began to weep, and I knew that the Lord was doing some business with her. At the end of our three days together, people were giving testimonies, and she went up front, took the microphone, and she said, for my whole life, I've wanted my mother to choose me. She said, I've even had two children, and I I think that she would want to come and spend time with us, and I, I, I want to hear her say, I choose you, and she was crying, and she said, and she never has said those words, but all of a sudden, the other night, Jesus said those words to me. And she began to weep again. And she said, those words went deep into my soul and brought a healing. Now, that's the healing work of Christ, to be able to go in and touch a wound. But here's something that I said up front publicly as she shared this testimony. She will be amazed as days go out before her how many times she has the opportunity to use that very now transformed wound as a way of ministering to other people. And so it is for all of us. We live in a world that is constantly telling us that we have to measure up and we have to achieve. And we seem to admire people that have gained power and privilege and prosperity, and people that have degrees and titles. And yet, when we look at the pages of scripture, Through the example of our Lord and the example of his followers, God comes and uses, as it says in Acts chapter 3, uneducated and ordinary people to do extraordinary things for him. And often that ministry flows right through transformed wounds. Now, look, if we've been wounded in the past and we've been hurt and it's never been healed, that can be toxic. There's even a a psalm in which David says in Psalm 38, I think it is, that my wounds have become a stench in the nostrils of my friends, meaning the way I deal with my own woundedness doesn't help anybody. It actually hurts people. But what we find in the life of Christ is that the wounds of Jesus... Have become the very place that we receive healing and hope. And so it is for us. It's an upside down kingdom, and sometimes what we think disqualifies us in the hands of God actually becomes a qualifying factor. And so, if you're there sometimes, as I am sometimes, wondering about what I have to offer, please be encouraged even the worst moments of our lives when redeemed by Jesus Christ can become become the source of healing power, if you will, of God's liquid love flowing to other individuals. And we've seen this so many times across the history of the church, that those that have been broken and then experience being beloved suddenly become like Jesus wounded healers. And so if you're someone like me that happens to, yes, have a scar and have a wound, maybe go back and reflect on this absolutely beautiful poem by Amy Carmichael, someone that gave her life even in her brokenness that others can be whole in Christ. Jesus comes and he touches us And he moves through us. And he's able to forever change us because of the wounds that we have received. Turn to him. Look at something that in your life you think might disqualify you. And maybe you want to say to Jesus, Lord, even use this, transform this, that I might join the ranks of a wounded healer. I'm so grateful that God's grace flows through our difficulties and our weakness and in the end the kingdom advances how good it is to know that we serve a wounded healer and that it is our call to be a living reminder
1: I am yours only thine Blinded by, sweet love divine, where you lead, thou will follow, for I am your Desert place, I know you're there to shield your face, to purge my sin and test my faith. So I am yours. The journey is long. I know that you will guide me home. Your run and will leave me on. I am saved In your arms Raptured by